Hey everybody and welcome to Adam and Simon Bullshit Busters. My name is Simon Batchelor. My name is Adam Bastock. And this week we are going to be talking all about B Corps. So one question that we get asked uh, very frequently, I would say, is we talk quite a bit about B Corps and people's question to us is often, well, what is a B Corp? So we thought in true Bullshit Busters style, we would create a video that is explaining the sort of general principles behind B Corps. So Adam, to start us off, do you want to run through um, the kind of sort of very quick summary of what a B Corp is? Yeah, so B Corps are really... It's, it's an incredibly hard to achieve badge of honor that um, the businesses that have got them have measured very positively in terms of their social and environmental performance. It does go into more detail with that. So in order to get a you know, B Corp accreditation, you have to go through a series of impact assessments. And that takes, I think at the minute, the waiting list is around 18 months, two years. Um, and it is incredibly rigorous, rigorous, which is why it is so well respected is because that B Corp badge is very um hard to get and hard to achieve. You tend to see them a lot on uh, business to consumer uh, companies. So I know sometime last year, Waitrose had like an entire uh, shelf kind of end that was all of the different B Corp brands that they stocked, which is really good. And I think it's 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 generally a sign that the company is a good company. So the B Corp logo means good. That isn't always the case necessarily, and it can run into complications. So for example, uh, BrewDog are a B Corp, and that has caused some issues within the community, the B Corp community, of whether they should be allowed or that because of their um, kind of issues recently with workers. But that's ongoing, and that's part of the the strength of the B Corp thing is because you know that process and that rigor has maybe been it needs to be re re adopted and, and replanned uh, for organisations rather than it being kind of a one hit thing. Um, I'm not sure where they are at that. So you know, don't take that as, as gospel. That may have changed at the minute, but it's a as an example, it's not a de facto good thing, but it is a, a sign of an incredibly high quality and a very well-intentioned organization. And 99% of the time, I'd say that the company is, who is a B Corp, it's a very quick way to say we should work with these people because it means that they are on the right track. They've got the right attitude and, and kind of approach to things. That wasn't yeah, a very quick I, answer. but <laughs> Well, no, but I think you covered off quite a lot there in the sense that I think often B Corps are maybe uh, misattributed to being sustainable or eco or green, when in fact there's a lot more to the assessment. And I think one of the reasons that they are quite well respected is because they're kind of similar, I guess, in a way to like a body like ISO, Mm -hmm. where it's it's independently verified to an external set of standards. So it's not like a supermarket going, we're the greenest supermarket, according to a survey that we made up with a PR company. Yeah. It's not it, It's not just some kind of bullshit award they've given themselves, like, you know, Birmingham's best estate agent or something, which mean meaningless twaddle. It's because someone external who's very open about what it is they're assessing is doing the assessment, you get that same level of credibility as like Millspec or ISO or from the engineering world. Um, 
And I think increasingly it's becoming a requirement for some mm. supply chains now to be, mm. well, we need to work with B Corp suppliers, which is following a similar trajectory as like ISO or Millspec, that kind of thing. So in terms of what's being assessed, um, can you explain a little bit more? Because I know you uh, are more familiar with the sort of what's being assessed and why that matters. Yeah. So this is where it gets kind of a bit more detailed and why I think your comment around them being assumed green is uh, is always worth something digging into because a B Corp can be a B Corp and could be quite high scoring B Corp, but may not have the best sustainability policy out there. And then maybe may non B Corps that do that have better sustainability policies for mm. that, they may just not yet been awarded that B Corp status. So that's why quite often you might see B Corp pending. That'll be wise because they're you know, in that process. So there's, there's six, five or six main areas that they really assess. So you've got governance, workers, uh, environment, social, sorry, or social or community, uh, customers, and then disclosure. So the disclosure question at the minute is at the end. And I think that just kind of goes through and, and identifies any potential weaknesses in your application and your audit. But those other main pillars, so governance, how is your business being run? How does your, uh, how are you incorporated and how is that board really reflected? Is it diverse? Is it um, just an individual kind of white straight male at the top? Is you know how are you kind of mitigating that? Workers. So this is where B Corp have basically been pulled upon is that you know their their workers' rights over the past few years have been questionable, and there's been a lot of uh, controversy around that. So how are you treating workers? How is that instilled? Do you know are you doing what you're saying you're doing? And and how does mm. that look like? And We'll just throw it one quick very quickly. I think the, the whole B Corp thing is really built on the reason why the process takes so long is you have to provide evidence. So you can't just say, here's mm. our internal policy for staff working. It's like, okay, great. Now let's interview people who are working in that department to make sure that that's actually being upheld. So it's a really kind of inclusive and really um, detailed process. Community. So I think that sort of blends into that social element of like how are you operating locally what's your impact in the local economy are you working with schools to help fund tree planting are you doing anything you know um in terms of education or are you doing nothing and you're just kind of a, a bit of a silo there environment so as it says on the tin are you aligned to net zero are you aligned to kind of carbon neutral are you taking action on reducing your carbon emissions but then also maybe going beyond that and looking at circular economy how are you looking at your material usage and is there other elements there that you could uh, perhaps be not necessarily net zero aligned, but taking action on? And then finally, customers, which I think is really how does your impact, how does your product benefit customers and, and how are you managing that process and, and, and digging in a little bit more into that? That's probably not the best summary of those five, but those are the five categories to my understanding. Um, and I would say there's a lot of free advice out there uh, from kind of B Corp trainers who will have presentations on this that goes into far more detail, detail into what each of those sections mean for you to actually meet the requirements mm. of. Also, I would look online because they do have the B Impact Assessment, which is a free online tool which you can start going through yourself. So if you are curious about this, you can start looking at that and, and certainly run through the questions if you are a, an organization uh, in order to get more information there and, and really understand that process. That would quite quickly highlight the reason why we kind of talk about B Corp is because it, is, it is tend, tends to be for large organisations. Exactly, yeah. It was going to be my next point was that I think one of the things when I first, so I went to a B Corp presentation at mm. uh, Platform 9 in Brighton years and years ago with the founder of Cook, 
which is a, oh, nice. a company in the UK that does pre-prepared meals. Um, and they're sort of frozen pre-prepared meals. Uh, and they were the first B Corp in the UK. And their founder heard about it in the US and worked with the team to make the, essentially the um, accreditation work in the UK. Because obviously yeah. the way we incorporate businesses in the UK is very different to the US. The legal structures, the registrations, et cetera, et cetera, is very different. The way we pay tax, the way we employ people, it's all different. So he was like, I love B Corp and I'm passionate about it so much. I want to be one. But obviously, when you say upload this form or this registration, it doesn't work. So he was one of the first people to bring it to the UK. Anyway, I went to a talk with him. And immediately, I was like, wow, we should be a B Corp. This, this is just like it aligns with all the things I'm thinking. So mm. I went on the website and clicking away. And I was just like, this, is, this just doesn't appeal. Or this just isn't right for my size business. You know, we don't employ that many people. Um, you know, we don't have a board. We don't do this, don't do that. And very quickly, we just, we, 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 it, the process had outgrown us. So I think if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, this sounds amazing. Should I become a B Corp? I would say the kind of philosophy around a B Corp is possible to embody and to represent in your business without necessarily getting the badge. <laughs> because as Adam has said, essentially, if you're going to be doing this, you probably need to employ someone for the three, maybe four years it's going to take you to get the thing full time just to work on it. Yeah. So if you're not in a position where you can hire someone, if your company isn't big enough to do that, that to me is the telling factor. Um, and again, that is potentially not the way you can do it these days. As you said, there are B Corp trainers and there are B Corp companies who can help you get the certification and work through it so obviously you might be able to outsource it to them but i guess the time is really going to be invested from your business you know even if you use an outsource person someone's still got to dig through the paperwork someone's still got to do the interviews and you know there is a cost associated with it so from your experience adam what sort of businesses are a good fit for B Corps? I think exactly that. It does tend to be companies that are slightly larger and that can employ someone full-time for a year or two to really focus on this and, and be the one that to, to handhold it. There are smaller companies that I know that have done it, um, and that probably was done kind of more historically when it was maybe slightly not easier, but before they, they added those more questions and made it a lot more thorough. Um, still very thorough, just because the company's old does not mean it's you know it's been an easy breeze to to win that badge by any means. No. But I think it has changed a lot since you know, like even two years ago, and it is now a lot more geared up. And I think for larger companies, it does tend to be that you do need someone full time to really look after it to do it well, um, if not two or two or three, just because it is so in a, in in a very good way invasive, and it is so it really gets mm -hmm. to the core of your company and goes, what does the day to day look like on the ground with the workers? you know, the colleagues, customers, et cetera, how does all that actually uh, reflect and, you know, what is the essence of the company? Mm. So it is... But it, it also is... goes down the supply chain, doesn't it? It's saying, you know, it, it's getting evidence from your suppliers about their business practices. And exactly. The raw materials that come into your products and where do they come from and how were they found and how were they realized? And, What's the you know, on the it, it goes so deep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it it really is very detailed, but I think in in that detail lies the trust. Yeah, exactly. And the reason it is so trusted and can be put forward as a real badge of honor for a business as you, you know, started the episode by saying is because of the level of detail they go into. You know, some would argue they don't need to go into this detail, but 
those who stand by the certification would argue differently, I, I, I would say. But Absolutely. I think also the point is that it's not a one-off thing. Every, I think it's three years, you have to resubmit different evidence and things that have changed. And um, I think the other really fascinating thing about it is that you have to publicly declare mm. where you, you your score. So anybody yeah. can see what you've done really well at and what you're still working on. I was going to mention that actually, because that's quite a big thing we've admitted, um, uh, admitted, sorry, is that you do need to re- get a score of, I think it's 80. It's, it's, it's around that, that number mm. uh, based on their system, which sounds quite easy, but like ESD, the answer, your answer to every question has a, a score attached to it, a point, you know, point system attached to it that needs to add up to at least 80 for you to kind of get that award. There are some mm. companies that are out there with over a hundred and it's all weighted differently. So some of the factors that might be outside of your control as a small business. So mentioning earlier, things like diversity of governance teams. Well, if you're a solo founder, that's not really something you can control very easily unless you bring in um, another mm-hmm. co-founder and that might not be the right necessary thing to do at that time. So that's something that you're going to score quite poorly on, but might have quite a high reward in terms of the governance and the the ethics there. So it's a real balancing act of, of going just because your company doesn't get the 80 points doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad company um, mm. if you're a smaller organization. So there's a lot there to kind of retake in. And that's why I think having a go at that impact assessment is probably quite a good shout just to see and, and get your thoughts flowing on what that would actually look like for you. But yeah, because it's points based, I think it's about a minimum of 80. You can then share that as a score. And if you're above mm. 100, then you, you know, you really start to know what that um it's a very respectable score. You know how difficult that is to get more than, you know, uh, 80 mm. or so. Yeah. So if someone's watching this thinking, I don't know if I fit this B Corp mm. size thing, <laughs> is there any alternatives? Is there anywhere else they can turn? Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a hard one to answer to a certain extent because in that in the market at the minute, there's not a huge amount of other badges out there that have that same credibility purely for the, the reasons we've just discussed is that, you know, the, building the trust into B Corp is because it's so difficult, but because it's so difficult, it's not very appropriate for small business owners. So it's really about picking your battles. And I think one, I would start by looking at your sector and going, actually, is there a body or organization or a pledge within your sector that is more specific and and relevant? So I know like tourism declares, for example, have got, if you're a tourist based industry, so if you're like a, a cottage or a hotel, they've got toolkits available, they've got training courses available, and you know, all of this resource to guide you to be a more effective business. And as part of that, you then can be awarded a badge. Similarly, there'll be other things in other in, in other sectors. So I think food and drink have got something similar. And it, you know, it kind of and so it goes on. So I think definitely look within that because that's probably going to be um, slightly more relevant and they'll be more set up for that smaller organization. Um, there is SME Climate Hub. It's not really a, a commitment to, to net zero. I would say it's not necessarily an alternative to B Corp at all. Very good resource, though. Um, Small 99, obviously, we are developing our own sort of alternative to, to B Corp for this very reason for looking at smaller businesses and how do we get that accreditation out there. Very early days, but the hero platform we've built does give you badges and rewards and scores based on your actions that you've taken. So the more yeah. action you take and tick off, the more badges and rewards you get that's our way of trying to balance this is rather than doing questionnaires mm. is going well, actually small business owners can move much quicker than corporates can and therefore we're going to base it on action rather than basing it on um kind of scoring mechanisms because there's a barrier there it does mean that small 99 isn't is probably not going to be as well respected as b corp obviously because it's not as intense but 
there's a balancing act there of, of kind of pragmatism with that small business market. And I think there's another one I was going to mention that I've completely forgotten. But I think I was really... going to mention the ethical move. Oh, nice. So okay. the ethical move is for uh, sort of marketing and advertising people. So very relevant to, to me. And that is about making a declaration that you're going to adhere to a certain set of, um, they call it a pledge in the sense that it is, there's sort of things that you're not going to do when you're doing yeah. your marketing. And that is a process that's in that they recognize is evolving. So yeah. it's a bit of a different feel in the sense that you're not committing to a set locked a set of rules, but yeah. you are saying I'm willing to be part of the conversation and be involved in the change and make a positive impact through the way I choose to do my marketing. Um, I will put links to all of these in the description so you can check them out. And if you know of one in your sector, then also do pop it in the comments. We'd love to hear if you've got one um, that you think is really relevant um, because we'd love to share it with our audience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that just about wraps it up for uh, what we can share in a very short conversation about B Corps. If you've got any more specific questions, then do let us know. Um, as I say, do share any that you know in the comments. And if you know someone else who has asked you a question about B Corps, then do share this video with them. I'm sure they'd love to hear it. So um, until next time, thank you very much for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. See Bye. you soon. Bye. Let's cut the bullshit. Drop the job. I'm